We're here with Sam Petrikis of Brain Arts Org, Boston Compass, Dorchester Art Project. He's played in several bands, including Negative One, Needy Visions, Ackroyd, The Electrician, Semi Sounds, and I'm going a little bit further back for this one, The Christians and Lions. How are you doing, Sam? Deep, man. I, you guys do your research. I'm doing good. So good to so good to talk to you and see you for a second there on the, the Zoom call that got us started here. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been keeping up with the Brain Arts blog and everything. It seems like y'all have been pretty active during uh, quarantine. Pretty dope, right? I mean, just an incredible team effort. Like, I'm just so excited to have, yeah, just this, like, platform for folks you know, the newspaper is cool. Um, we love the newspaper. Like, I'm really proud of the Compass and everything that we've done. But the, you know, just to have that platform that, you know, honestly, it's like, it's kind of funny actually thinking about the whole Corona because, yeah, that, that uh, it's kind of just interesting because with the virtual platforms, you can kind of do a little bit more of global, bigger outreach instead of just, you know, um, mm. you know, you, you can only get to the people who can get to your show or to pick up the newspaper. So it's cool to expand the Compass into like the blog format like that. Yeah, and the email. Yeah, newsletter. totally. You like you guys get the newsletter? You read that? Absolutely, yeah. I love it. Oh, that's so sweet. I'm so glad that you're into that. Yeah, I mean, we're working hard, man. The team is, you know, because we've had our um, calendar for many years, you know, um, and with the Compass, of course, since 2010. So to have it, you know, to have like an accessible calendar with like a good smattering of stuff has really, yeah, I'm, we're so proud of that. So I'm glad that you guys know, recognize. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, man. Uh, yeah, Glenn, tell Sam about uh, your, your project. Um, I'm going to start helping with you, helping with it too, but Glenn came up with a nice little underground project. It's a, it's a project and with a lot of thanks to the Compass, uh, the online archive, I've been trying to do a brief history of 2010 to 2019 in the underground in Boston. And I certainly won't know as much as you know, so I might, might need to seek some of your assistance with, with it. But it's, it's trying to put, put some, some names to what was going on, some venues, and try to get the best that we can. Because I don't know if it's really been done before, but to get that history jotted down in an all-in-one-place form. Because the compasses are an amazing resource, but I don't know if anything exists where it's it's everything all in one um, smattering. Yeah, no, I think it's cool. I mean, it's definitely a cool initiative. I heard about it, I forget which episode it was, but you were talking to somebody cool and you were mentioning it and I got so excited. I was like, oh, they, they, they mentioned the compass on the Kids Like You Me podcast. <laughs> and, uh, I got pumped. And so it sounds like a really great effort. Um, what format are you going to try to like, is this going to be like an audio thing or like a visual thing? Like what's, what's it going to be the decade? Ooh, that's, I wasn't even, see, you're always thinking Sam and that's something, <laughs> that's, that's something that I'm not always doing, but I can't just turn it off. my. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was gonna, well, I don't, I'm not too certain, but you know, maybe it'll be a, a live exhibit at the Dorchester Art Project. I don't know. Hey, hey that's you know, just just a name drop. But I was gonna say, could you explain to people who might just be tuning in right now and they have no idea really what your mission is and what you principally do? Could you let the people yeah. know? No, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways to go about it. I mean, I guess in the context we're talking about, you know, I started the Boston Compass newspaper in 2010, which was a one-sheet zine at the time. Um, and we were primarily focused on the underground shows. I mean, we definitely listed some clubs and stuff. You know, the Midway has always been cool, like O'Brien's, Great Scott, mm-hmm. like, you know, the, you know, the ones can't have. Um, but in general, we focused more on like the all ages shows and the underground shows that were harder for people to find, right? That's why it was the compass, right? It's like navigating you to the underground stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, totally. But these days, you know, I mean, we're still doing that effort, but I think that's what's cool about talking to you guys is because I think, I mean, you know that, you know, you know our origins best. Um, but, you know, brain arts has evolved over the years um, to be a more um, multifaceted, like arts advocacy organization. So, 
you know, essentially the compass is like advocating for all ages and like independent and experimental um, art, you know, art, music, cultural happening. So, you know, now, you know, with the Dorchester Art Project, we've sort of expanded that purpose a little bit more. And, um, you know, we're giving a platform, you know, not just like the newspapers a platform, right? But we're giving a platform by like having a space where we're like growing our shows. Um, and also doing public art projects and sort of more community outreach. Um, so we're working with other nonprofits in the area and sort of, you know, it's essentially the same thing. It's like putting artists on and getting artists paid, um, but we're doing so with sort of like other means. We've really expanded and um, done more outreach into sort of, um, yeah, just different communities. I think primarily it was started with the music and the DIY culture and um, it's expanded greatly to include you know, not just music, art, and film, but sort of, you know, even cultural, just cultural events such as like healing events or, you know, just group meetings, nonprofit startups, um, activism, protests. Um, you know, there's so much more culture out there than I think that we were like getting at first, but that's why it's been an evolution, right? Started in 2010 and here we are in 2020 and we, you know, run this nonprofit brain arts organization out of uh, the Dorchester Art Project in Fields Corner. And, you know, we're basically doing like equitable community building. Yeah, absolutely, and um, I think you uh, also like hit the nail on the head and just saying just just like you're saying like uh, the evolution of just expanding uh, the horizons that are out there. I think uh, needs to happen more and more. Where even just musically, that's one thing I've always appreciated about the Compass that there was a real focus on some of the like the weirder and more experimental um bands and artists out there that i just appreciate that just because of how much of a presence compass has had and it's like i kind of think of that a lot of times when things get more sort of like visible i find a lot of times it's like it tends to lean towards it's like well we got to start pleasing a ton of people and stuff like that and it's like i feel like you guys have had a done a great job of like incorporating a lot of different things but still you know focusing on uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff that, that would otherwise be overlooked or ignored. That's great, man. I appreciate that so much, knowing that you, you know, you can see that, you know, you can see the work. Um, yeah, and totally. it's not just me, you know, I mean, you, I know you know that it's not just me. I mean, it's been hundreds right. of, yeah, of course. years keeping this thing alive, but I think, you know, and I think that gives everyone a little hope is, you know, I don't make the compass, you know what I mean? Like I founded it and I started it and it's going, but like, I didn't, I don't think I did much on this last issue. Occasionally I'll write an article or something, but you know, or whatever, I'll connect them, but it's an incredible team of people. And it's sort of, I think that's what's, you know, special and, and, and really essential to sort of preserving this history, like the way you're doing Glenn um, with your project is, you know, passing it down to sort of like the next generation of other people and, um, you know, let the ego sort of go about it. You know what I mean? You're just sort of like, you're not, that's not you anymore. It's a, it's a greater good, you know, it's like, it's for the community. So I'm glad that, you know, I'm glad that we have that going on right now. I'm like very, very proud of that. Yeah, man, yeah. man totally. Um, I was going to ask out, you. Shout out to Kevin Dacey. Shout out to Nisa. Oh, okay. like, uh, oh hell yeah. Liz on the yeah. blog. I mean, it, the list goes on, honestly. I should have my whole spreadsheet here and just list everyone off, but um, incredible effort by uh, many brain arts volunteers keeping the compass going. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, I went to uh, school with Kevin Dacey. Back at, oh, really? Uh, UMass, yeah, UMass Lowell. So, what a legend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what did I've you guys... What's that? Sort of like the hearing room or like, or what even, you know, 119, of course, like 119 yeah, yeah. like the spot, right? Uh, yeah, you know, I didn't get out there as much. I'm sure Kevin did a lot more. I did go to 119, um, but I I went to a lot more. There's like a, a lot of um, great house shows. There was like three houses in particular. Mm. Um, like the first house show Glenn and I ever went to was actually uh, Frank Hurricane played at uh, the Dirty, this place called the Dirty Douglas. Get out the Dirty Douglas. That's amazing, dude. Yeah. I definitely heard Frank talking about like that show or playing at that place. That is so cool that that was like your first show, house show. So. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, I was, yeah, I was blown away. I was just like, like I had heard of the White House, but I never made it out to it. Mm. Uh, but um, yeah, that was the first one. And, and that was actually before, like when Frank played there, he was on tour from Atlanta. Wow, that was the first yeah. time, huh? Yeah, that was right after, whatever, he met Kate and Adam, I think, at some crazy 
show in the south like on tour and he invited him up and remember he just like lived at the house for like three years after that i feel like yeah yeah because the next time i saw him in lowell he lived at the white house wow that is epic yeah that's definitely that's definitely the story i mean yeah frank would like met the white house kids at a show in which like the opening band like i forget what happened but like the opener like he ended up like throwing his mixer across the room at the oh shit because the sound guy oh the sound guy turned him down and he was like did you turn me down and he (laughs) threw he like in the middle of his set just threw his mixer and i think that this guy was playing like a 45 minute like drone set so the i think the sound man was gently like all right like i'm it's the end of your set now um but anyway mixer thrown across the room uh i think there was some snowstorm involved anyway kate and adam white house that's like how they met frank so you're gonna have to like get somebody you're gonna have to get somebody who was there on the kids like you and me podcast oh definitely yeah let's see if our first show was february our first house show was february 2011 when was your first house show sam whoa you remember that all right let me think (laughs) well that's an interesting one though because i think it was 20 shoot right it's hard to say man because I kind of got my start going to like the VFW halls, like more than the houses. Uh, I think. I guess those probably... count. No, I yeah. mean, well, no, I mean, it's a different <laughs> thing. I mean, it's definitely... well, it, yeah, it totally is a different thing. Because, like, yeah, I went to technically, like, I'd say, like, my first show ever was like 2003, but like, right. there was, I didn't get into this kind of stuff until like. Yeah, like, I mean, like, 2011, well, really, so, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, but that's the, um, that was the thing about the VFW halls and stuff is that I feel like, you know, I mean, house shows took some organization. Somebody made it happen, but I feel like at the VFW, yeah. that's what kind of blew my mind is the VFWs. I was like, wow, there are 17, 18, you know, I was, like, 13, you know, going to these shows probably, but um, seeing my brother's band, like, playing, like, pop punk bands, but you know, like I remember seeing the organizers and the bookers of the show kind of walking around and doing it. And I was like, wow, like the person throwing this show is like 17, 18 years old. This is, this is a, this is mind blowing to me, you know, as like 13 mm-hmm. or whatever. So that was like significant to me. And then I went to the house shows and I thought that was cool too, but I feel like the house shows are more of this like cool kid, like anonymity, which mm-hmm. is fine and awesome. And I fucking loved it. You know what I mean? Um, but that's why, you know, the white house was almost different in that way. It was more like a family vibe, you know, it's kind of like that, like, warmer vibe whatever i mean it's all part of the same beautiful stew so um yeah i'm down but the first house show i mean geez yeah it was probably 2003 or four i don't know i was probably going to like the palladium and stuff you guys ever hit up the like the palladium i went to the palladium once in like 2004 right right yeah Yeah. i mean i saw blink 182 and some 41 and alkaline trio there oh wow one (laughs) so You know, that puts me in a time and place for sure for your listener. If you have no idea yeah. who the fans are, or yeah, whatever, yeah. Then, then you're like, yes, right. So you're younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> or if you don't know, then you're like, oh, you're way older than me. You're older. Yeah, or if you're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it totally depends who you're talking to because, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it's all right. like relative. If you're Michael Mambrino. Right. Well, there you go. There's Michael Mabrion. And then you talk to, uh, I don't even know, who's like older that you've had on here. Um, whatever. Uh, we, Veterans. Yeah, we yeah, oh, yeah. Chris Strunk. Um, oh, yeah. Strunk, yeah. Hilkin. They've been around. Hilkin, you know, yeah. Talking about the 90s perspective. That is that is far out. We're, we're in this like sweet spot, fellas. I don't even know. I'm assuming they're the same age. I just turned 30 a couple weeks ago. Okay, right. I'm 32. Okay, yeah. So we're around the same time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so you can relate. Months. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's funny though because a lot of people in our age group, like you mentioned, like 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 uh, Alkaline Trio. I I forget what they even played, but I I know I listened to them at some point, and um, it's kind of funny. Like my brothers are still really big into like that whole era of music, and I kind mm-hmm. of like as soon as I got into Whoa. like other other stuff even like black flag i kind of was just like oh well fuck all this other stuff yeah, <laughs> yeah. well yeah well absolutely yeah. yeah a teacher in high school gave me of like a meat puppet cd and that was the end of everything i was just like oh shit like i don't have to go in that direction i mean i was just looking for, for some counterculture but anyway yeah. i did not mean to take this whole conversation into like i don't even know what 2000s um emo you know yeah yeah that's okay whatever yeah i'm on i'm on board though i'm just going along with the ride guys well. yeah yeah 
we never we never know where we're going but uh well actually i want to go back to the house show thing because i believe at some point in my research i saw that you played i don't know what the house was called but it it became the womb and the er i believe you played at whatever the house that house was called in 2004 yes wow wait bell at all oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I don't even know who I mentioned that to, but that's, yeah, that's no secret or anything. That was, I believe it was called like the bone zone, but I'd have to like okay. call on some other folks who would probably be like, come on, of course. I'm like, yeah. Bone zone. Yeah. I mean, that was definitely an early house show experience for me. Okay. But, um, yeah. Clickers and Night Rally and Bread and Roses, I think were like three of the main bands that I can like remember from that time. And it's crazy because that, yeah, it's 81 Linden and in the backyard, I mean, there's, there's actually a sick photo I've got to send you guys of just this just this crew um, out back. And it was like a cookout, and it was kind of like a folk punk, um, you know, like, like big band with upright bass and violin. And, all you know, these dudes are still around, and um, some of them have moved, and, you know, um, they're all over the place. But just an incredibly important experience for me is, like, seeing this, you know, kind of – that was, like, yeah, the first Boston house show where I sort of met people in the scene who, you know, to this day, pre-corona, I was like rubbing elbows with it shows or even I saw Morgan at the protest. You know what I mean? So it's like, there's definitely, um, yeah, there's some continuation there that I'm like grateful for. Wow. That's awesome, man. That's got some continuity. Yeah. Some continuity is the word. Yeah, totally. Uh, so the White House started around like 2006. Is that correct? Um, you know, I honestly, you can't quote me for sure on the, the start of the White House. I mean, there was, in terms of a date, because the treehouse okay. was a thing, like, I think it was 2008 when I moved in. Um, but okay, that was going to be my next question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I moved, yeah, I, think I moved in like 2008. I mean, I at least became, like, met the, met the crew in, like, sure. 2008. It was, like, going to Bridgewater State or something and, like, biking to the train and taking the train out of town. It was interesting. But I, first, I moved to JP and had my own apartment. I think it was, like, 2008. Maybe I moved in in 2009, I guess. Um, but they had a crew that they called the treehouse at um gee you know i don't know the fucking address but it's over on uh, center street above the miami restaurant across from the brennan bean um but it's a really cool apartment it's like a three-story like uh, apartment building and it kind of sticks out it's like the only one you know down the street there's like rows but it's the only one sticking up so they called it the treehouse but that's where the first hootenannies were and you know more okay. law adam i know kate was there early i don't even know brian ellis um casey i'm sure it was early you know I, I i it was even like before my time i think i went there once but when the treehouse became the white house and that whole gang moved over to severance that was like that was dope i mean i think it was a year probably before i moved in and then um but it was the white house already when i moved in for sure okay cool. so the the house was the house being rented by the collective or was it did somebody own it and what was the action word there? It was being leased by the collective. Yeah, it was yeah yeah rented out by the collective. Like everyone yeah, individually, was, or was it like a collective? No, yeah, I think it was definitely yeah. It was a crazy you know it was like eleven, twelve, sometimes like sixteen people splitting this rent, and I think. I don't even know who dealt with it, but one of one of the hippies, you know, was like, "All right, let's break it down like this." And I think they even did like a space sharing, like kind of like equity per room thing, where like if you had a bigger room, you paid more; if you had a smaller, you paid less, sort of deal. But mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I think it was like a definitely an affordable space, and yeah, they got the whole house, and it, yeah, it, it definitely resulted in my you know launching me into like underground and even just yeah deep like culture, meaningful culture. Cool. Oh, Were incredible. you booking shows? Were you booking shows at that time? By that point, I can't remember exactly how it happened. I mean, probably like I mean, I was definitely going to some house shows, right? Because it was like 2004, 2008. So I think I saw you know like Ben Sisto for sure, and like Dan Shea. Like these guys were like booking the shows that I went to in like you know 2006 or whatever. And I even played because you mentioned even Christmas Lines. Like Christmas Lines like played at Dan Shea show on Amory Street and JP, and I think it was 2006 think pretty sure but yeah two years so i kind of like was like itching to start doing shows but yeah the the, the white house shows i think were probably my first shows in the city at least but what, there was actually this whole unique situation where my brother and my our family like sold their house in braintree and we actually did house shows in braintree for oh, a few wow. years 
hear that? Yeah. yeah. So, but that was like kind of, I can't even remember. I'd have to like do some research on that, honestly. I can't even remember that stuff. But, um, but yeah, it was definitely like, yeah, moving to the White House 2008 and 2009. And that was when I first seriously started like doing my own shows. Cause I remember the White House had hoot nannies every Friday. That was cool. Basically like an open, but I thought it would be cool to like curate some stuff. And I think even Shane Don did the first show at the White House before me. It was like called Weird Stock, I think, or no, Weird Fest. I forget what it was called, but they had some pretty sick bands. I mean, I feel like One of Tricks Point never played, who was, you know, just an incredibly, you know, renowned electronic artist. Um, and, you know, definitely Many Mansions, Truman Peyote, definitely like big in the psychotronic okay. um, music. And that was sort of, yeah, so it was me and Shane, I think, started booking the shows. And we had like Daniel Higgs play there. We did some really far out um like incredible artists there okay awesome. yeah no i definitely I mean, many i know uh many mansions in truman peyote um and uh i i appreciate it. that's why i love when talking with people on this podcast is i i just get a whole new list of like recommendations like artists to, to like check out and especially older stuff that i you know harder to like come by or yeah. figure yeah. You know, well, find out about yeah i mean all these like amazing bands that like put out a record and then we're like poof we're done right. you know like that is some of the most beautiful stuff and that's why you know you guys and like mike achille i don't know just we have that special bond i feel like and mm-hmm. um so yeah it's cool to chop it up yeah yeah totally um yeah and that's like what we're finding out about some of these bands too with the when we had chris strunk on um and so oh did God. you go to a lot of those houses that he, like he had in the zine? Um, yeah, I guess I've been to some of them. I mean, indeed, I definitely like didn't go to as many of the punk shows, but um, I definitely got curious, you know, like harsh noise, yeah. you know, indie, you know, even shit. Um, so I think I just went to, you know, out of the 10 shows I went to, I maybe went to like punk, one punk show. So I probably went to, yeah, like a 10th of those venues or something. Um, mm-hmm. And definitely heard, have heard the stories, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, same. That's or maybe probably. I mean, less that for for us. Like it was more like some of the ones towards the like end of that era. So he, he's like chronicling 2000 to 2015. So we kind of just like the last kind of like few years, like places like White House, Problem House, and yeah, know, man. obviously that you know all the all that stuff that was um, just a really incredible time yeah just packed, packed well, with like, incredible music i wonder yeah. i, I want to ask you from let's say let's put it let's put it like this and i don't know if you can put it like this so from 2007 to 2011 was that you know if you look at that time period compared to 2011 or 2012 to 2016 in what was going on in Boston since you were, you know, that's also when you were getting into things. Would you say it was, was the ins and outs of how things worked very similar or did you notice a change maybe once the compass started being established and, um, you know, the hassle and different things like that were starting to emerge? Was there anything like that, like in the years the few years prior to that or was it kind of question um, no a great question I mean there certainly was I mean but there there wasn't enough to stop me from deciding to like make a fucking newspaper you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like like I thought the phoenix was definitely dope and I tuned into like the lemming trail board which was like sort of like a carry uh carryover I believe of like the honey pump uh, message board and like record label which a bunch of dope people like book shows under that moniker and like other monikers like truth serum and stuff um so there was definitely some shit happening but bro like it's hard to say because i feel like the internet really popped off then too so mm. i would say that like you know i don't know i would say that yeah sure like i've seen i've seen like community build and like you know the scene grow and stuff like around the the compass and the hassle and stuff but that's just you know when you're in the middle of it it's hard not to see anything but that you know um i think if i could try to be a little bit more objective i would you know suggest that you know the internet sort of like you know or just facebook and shit like blowing up in whatever it was 07 08 like 
that probably had more to do with like the easier access to like shows and stuff but nevertheless i think the compass you know you know kept it together in terms of like uh you know people feeling that they had a tangible like way of communicating and connecting with each other that was like more meaningful than just like following a, you know somebody they don't know on fucking facebook yeah i got you but yeah hardly you know whatever that was just like that was just what i nerded out about is trying to like connect people and you know communities and stuff so yeah i mean i'm flattered by the question because i'm like wow like you think the compass had something to do with that like i certainly hope so that's all oh absolutely i mean i i don't know where else to really especially like with the research i've been doing and stuff i i don't think there was really any other thing like that that was you know operating on an underground level at least kind of you know showing you where to go and and then not only that there was little bits and news items before like the shows were listed which i thought was really cool totally man yeah i mean do you guys i mean you guys fucking must notice like that the compass used to have like incredible like long like these for every single show right yeah yeah (laughs) Oh, that was, I remember, I remember it was my dream one day. I was like, oh, if I'm ever, if I ever, uh, you know, get to play a show and have it listed in the compass, I would love to see what the little description would be. Cause yeah, that was so, all the little, that was awesome. Just that's the, some special, that's some special shit. I shout out to Mike Achille. Oh my oh, God. Um, uh, Chelsea totally kills it. Her band Banana, you know about Banana. Chelsea's amazing. Got yeah, yeah. Um, she was writing blurbs up in there, and like, holy shit, the the Lowell crew. I think it was like, yeah, it was like you know the Worcester crew. I don't know. There was just people all over like writing the blurbs. Anthony Richards like wrote like, incredible yeah. blurbs, and Zach. Oh my God, Zach Peckham. Oh my God, these guys wrote like the most incredible Compass blurbs. Probably your faves, I would say. Yeah. But that's just awesome. I really, I'm so glad that somebody appreciated that there because we put so much work in. It was just like countless volunteer efforts. Like think about what you know about like having a job today and like having a manager and understanding like that dynamic of like him being the decision maker and totally sucking and you doing all the hard work and getting paid less. You know, like knowing that and what it takes to sort of like have a business and shit. Like it's incredible like what we did we like managed each other for no money at all and like continuously put this newspaper out every single month for like 10 years yeah that's that's just incredible volunteer power and i hope anyone can just take any inspiration from that and i will gladly publish the hundreds upon hundreds of volunteers list their names uh, or their initials or something to prove that they exist Um, but you can only imagine it had would have had to been them. Yeah, when did the volunteer when did it really expand uh as far as you know, just a just that volunteer mindset kind of thing. Yeah. Or was it always like that? Yeah. Um I mean I think it's definitely been my pet project you know which has coincided with the development of the projects which is basically just like the back end right it's like the admin Mm -hmm. that i just sort of refer to um and it's just been a years-long incredible journey of like developing a standard of like leadership and like team building that is like you know friendly and like equitable but like productive and yeah i've learned a lot to like slow down you know like i used to i was just a madman staying up all night and like expecting volunteers to like um whatever edit till four in the morning which honestly they were happy to do and i would like bring them donuts from Doughboy, you know um so it was a vibe you know what i mean it was punk you know it was fucking awesome but at the same time you know i think that's it was just an evolution of where like all these incredible volunteers you know they made it happen and stuff but you know i probably didn't you know make everyone so happy along the way you know i was probably just like demanding or whatever um because i held a high standard and so yeah it's been you know the the journey of my life is just this sort of like development of like leadership that is just um more fair and like welcoming and accepting of like all kinds of people and you know i hope my team would agree that that's you know where we've come and the folks who have stayed with us and the folks who have followed us um you know could could notice that like sort of in the behavior and the words of the, my fellow volunteers, I would say. Right on, man. Absolutely. Hell yeah.
Uh, actually, I had a question just going off of what Glenn was asking before with regard to the compass sort of, I, I think this is where you're saying, Glenn, of like, you know, directing people to shows. Prior to like, say, you know, 2010, 2011, when you're starting the compass, um, because I do agree. I think that more people, it would it would seem that more people were from different pockets of scenes perhaps seem to be coming together more because they're more aware of the different air, uh, you know, parts of the, the local scene through the compass. Were there in the years prior to that in your experience where was there more of a like, division that, you know, it's like, this is like the hardcore people are going out to these shows and, you know, I mean, obviously that still happens, but there, where there's like, you know, different pockets of, you don't, there's not as much overlap or perhaps was it, was it a little bit more uh, fractured prior yeah, to the I mean, compass? Yeah, I think that it was, it's cool to look back on and be like, oh my God, it was all these people, but it was probably so, you know, it was just a small and like natural overflow, I would say, rather than some big, you know, like wave. I don't even sure. know. I mean, you know, people are, we're all awkward as fuck, you know? So we're like going around, <laughs> checking out some photos, some bands, some people we don't know. And like, you know, I mean, that's beautiful. That's how like, you yeah. know, cross-pollination happens. It's sick. But, um, you know, no, I don't know. It's hard for me to, to, to say that, like, it was some like big, like, um, crazy, like moment of that, like happening. I mean, I'd like to think that was happening, but on it's like watching, you know, like a plant grow or something. You know what I mean? Like you're not, yeah. you like, you're asking me if I like saw a moment where it sprouted up like two feet and I just like, I can't say that I saw that, you know? Um, right. Or just not even necessarily like a moment or something, just like just seeing perhaps different kinds of music and different people at, at the, at the shows over. Oh God. I yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In I think, comparison to years prior, I guess. Is yeah, what I, yeah. yeah. No, well, it's hard for me, man. It's hard for me with my perspective. Cause I literally mm -hmm. am like home with all of the I was just in ha and still am like friends with the organizers of all the six shows that I love to True. go to yeah. like, so for me I was like oh no we're all friends but it, yeah I guess there was moments where I kind of like found out that like whatever non-event found out you know got introduced to whatever the SMFA or something and started doing sure. shows like that was a dope moment or like you know because like whatever it's not like, I don't know if I was the first person to do the shows at the SMFA but you know we like tried to bring them back when they weren't happening and you know then smfa caught on and they did a few there so that's that's like the type of shit that i have always like loved and thrived on or like the jungle up in somerville like you know reaching out to dorchester our project and you know making sure that you know our artists felt welcome up there and vice versa like that shit's epic and yeah i mean yeah sure i think i think it was happening there were websites and shit guys you know i mean i think it's like the compass is definitely sick but the, the internet was <laughs> I think the original. Wait, what, we got a shout out. No, no, just new. Wait, hold on. Wait, wait. Internet. What is this? We've just been looking at. I, I, know, I thought it was just the newspaper, man. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. That's so funny. I don't even know what the internet. You guys is. are awesome. I love you to death. Hey, no, you no, no, no. We we do look through. We look through like old websites and stuff like that. I I actually geek out on like I'll look at like old calendars and shit, like menus and just go oh through like God. a way back machine. I heard shit, you. But... Yeah, you know about the fanzines and all the stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think but it's like think... the question is one. Well, yep. if I may ask, on a deeper level, if we may, do you think that the indie quote unquote music that was sort of being driven by pitchfork and other such tastemakers like that do you think that kind of stuff that was a little bit below or a lot below like the major level or you know major label stuff popular stuff do you think that helped the underground sort of have a have more of a moment in history so to speak interesting yeah i guess so i mean shoot even like well, just that I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it's just some sort of like rock and roll or sort of just like, you know, it kind of like came back or some shit. I don't even know. Like, I felt like it just had, there was like some good, healthy, like bigger indie, like rock and roll happening or something at the time. So I definitely think that gave more kids on this, you know, across the 
wider spectrum of just like young people or whatever like access or just like even just the thought that there was like some fucking rock and roll to be had around you know and i, I say it. that specifically because you guys that's your domain i mean you guys are fucking rock and rollers are you not yeah yeah i mean well that's the thing i think it's, yeah well yeah absolutely no absolutely but we do like a lot of different shit you know of course no doubt i think yeah, I think whether it's rock roll or hip hop or whatever it is, like if it's like an indie whatever you want to call it thing, I think um the that stuff can be a great vessel. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, you know, let's say Really well said, uh, man. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> damn wow, a vessel. Yeah. Well, I just well Are just selling think about antiques. It. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. You say like someone sees like a mortal technique or something that's, you know, or even like a bigger name or something and they, you know, there's a, you know, a local or smaller underground like hip hop artist or whatever opening and then they get into their local scene from that or someone yeah. opens for Ty Siegel, you know, or something. Well, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like an example. No, I mean, but, it's but, funny you, know, you mentioned Ty because, you know, that's when we, when I booked him in 2010. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, you know, that was the, the sickest shit, man. I mean, I still, you know, we connected just um, like like last time I was in San Francisco. I went to his house. Actually, I was his girlfriend. But anyway, whatever. He's just like a chiller, man. I mean, he's like accessible, um, yeah. you know, to a certain extent or whatever. And I think that if you're like real, like it doesn't matter how big you get. You're, you, you, you know, I mean, people can become unreal and be like shitty. But, you know, yeah. I don't know. Just because he's, you know, whatever, huge. Like, he, that oh. dude was just the shit. No, I was going to say, I absolutely agree. Cause, yeah. Because uh, I, I remember I went and was happened to be in New York City for the last week of Death by Audio. I was on a work training, and I was like, you know what? After my training, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go try to catch Ty at Death by Audio. It's one of the last shows. And oh, so I went straight from work. I had on like formal business dress kind of suit. I had on um, awesome. my backpack with the laptop in it. And I just, my friend who lived in Queens, oh, he showed, he, he, he kind of knew Brooklyn and he was like, all right, you know, I'll show you where Death by Audio is. So he brought me there and that show had been sold out. I got uh, there late. Of course, Ty at Death by Audio in 2014, it's going to be sold out. So I go in the front door and they're like, yeah, it's sold out. And I'm like, no, I can't believe it. So I kind of walk around the venue, just sort of disgruntled. And then all of a sudden, um, I see Ty emerge and I said, Ty, hey, remember me from Boston? I, I handed you my tape in the bathroom. And he was like, yeah, dude. And I was like, oh, is there any chance you could get me, you know, get in? He's like, yeah, just follow me. So I followed him and he, he was literally going on to play like right then. And that was just a cool story. He was just keeping it real, even in that, like, you know, the last moment before he was about to go on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that he and other people, like him or just did good things for that like they inspired me anyway to be like oh you know what we should take these like house shows more seriously and i think i honestly got a lot of flack for that especially the compass people being like don't publish the shows like you're the reason the cops are coming and i was like you think like where the compass is the reason the cops are coming the cops read the compass you're telling me yeah yeah but that was you know i thought that was good shit that was what i was fucking trying to do i was trying to get these college kids who were sitting in their rooms fucking jerking off you know like they just yeah. need to like experience the city. And I think that, you know, it's, it's kids like you and me, like, you know, the bigger, you know, rhetorically or whatever. I don't even know. Like, yeah. you, like you guys, but it's the kids like you and me who are like putting shit together and happening, you know, making things happen that, you know, these college kids just can't access because it's us against the institution that's keeping them in, in their silo. You know, like that blew my mind. I was just like, fuck, like these fucking colleges you know, we have to access their student body and give these kids the opportunity to like experience an incredible like DIY, like independent culture. And uh, that's, that's what I'm, I'm still, you know, I feel like to a certain extent, I'm still battling that. Although, you know, I've my battlefields elsewhere now, you know, but that's definitely how I got my start in terms of like advocating for independent artists, you know. Damn. Yeah. Well said. Um, yeah. No, I, I can, I can 
can definitely relate to that. And I think that what's, well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. It's like, I don't know if you feel this way with like, I know from like a booking perspective at the very least, it, it's always kind of like, how do you get people to come out to shows? And it's just like, I don't know. At the same time, it's like, then I kind of say, well, fuck it. I'm just going to just put on a good show, you know, and put on bands that, you know, we believe in think and think are sick. And it's like, it will work itself out from there, whatever happens, you know, and you keep trying different ideas, but it's like, I still don't know. It's like, how do you get people to the answer, come out to the show? You know? The answer to that question is you don't, you know, I mean, right. No, no, exactly. Yeah, know? exactly. You don't really, you know, there, people, yeah. people find the show who, yeah. you know, who, uh, who feel like a connection with, you know, whatever means that they got that information. And I yeah. think, you know, object, you know, whatever, I'm, I can't be objective here. It's like, this is my shit. But I think that yeah. if you read it in a newspaper, it has more meaning, you know, pretty much bottom, bottom line, you know, that's why I felt like putting it in a zine. I mean, zines included, you know what I mean? Chris Drunk, like the whole episode, like dope. Um, listen to that, you listeners out there, go back and listen to the Chris Drunk episode. You know, just zines like that are just important. Like that's what matters. And like whatever, wherever medium you put your thing on, Glenn, your 2000, your, your decade. The decade thing, yeah. The decade thing, you know, like whatever that happens on, you know, that's going to be just, yeah, meaningful to some people too. So I think it's just, when you see it in person, you know, just it's hit, it hits different or something. Yeah, I think, yeah, exactly. I, I, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. And it, I would also just, I'd say it's like, it's funny. It's like, there's definitely things that it, it's easier to say what like might not work, I think, than it does work. But it's either way, it's like, uh, at least for me, I feel like just constantly doing like inter- something that you find at least like interesting that Sorry, it's going to be different. You never know really what what's gonna work or what's not gonna work. You just kind of keep doing something different. And I, I think that's like anti-capitalism. See y'all's an inspiration. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's see. Well, the thing is, I think it was Yimakai that said it's like it's like there's no marketing for there's no market for new ideas or something. I don't huh. know. I'm paraphrasing. But. No, I mean that's yeah. I feel you, man. I mean, I think yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I think yeah. I guess you people come to shows. I mean, you and I see each other. You know, Mike and Chris are at the show. Shawnee's yep. at the show. Yep. You know, um, you know what I mean? Like the people who are at the show who are in the community. You know, Chris Trump yep. is at the show. You sure. Know what I mean, Logan Mancini's at the show. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Michael Mambrino is certainly at the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all all good heads. So um, it's kind of yeah. sick. Like, I feel like that those five people in the room, you know, says, you know, whatever, just like says more about sort of, you know, bringing people together. Cause I wouldn't have met Michael, you know, if it wasn't for a show, I wouldn't have met you guys if it weren't for a show. And, you know, that's the community. So, I mean, I definitely think it's cool. And I love the concept. Do you think that now that you've, well, first of all, have you learned a lot about the business and political side of things with the organization because let's let's be frank here you you came from a pretty strictly underground background to a more legitimate form of organizing and kind of uniting underrepresented communities and art so i'm just curious what that was like well, I mean, I, it was it was pretty natural. I mean, I think, you know, there wasn't like some big aha moment exactly. But um, like I said, it's just been a great joy to sort of like grow. Yeah, grow the grow the reach. But it was almost just felt, you know, it was just natural, man. I mean, like I did through the shows and you guys like advocate for shows. I mean, here you are adapting, right? You're like adapting to, you know, the current state of the world and like organizing a podcast to talk about the culture you love. You know what I mean? I just did, I just did what you guys did. You know, I adapted to like, um, to, to, to meet the needs of my community and my community has, you know, expanded to Dorchester since we took over the Dorchester art project and, you know, made that effort to connect with the people and the artists who live there. So, Mm -hmm. 
you know, I think, I hope, I hope you can relate, you know, it's been a, it's been an incredible experience to like meet uh, other organizers and more political organizers and be asked to sort of, you know, I mean, we're like doing the PA system, you know, for a protest. It's like, that's like, we know how to run a PA system. So we're like right in line, you know, it feels mm -hmm. quite natural and good. Um, but I guess, so yeah, that's the answer. It feels good, man. It feels really good to like serve a greater purpose. Um, but be indeed around like all of, like I said, I was just talking about like Morgan Co. whatever being at the protest. Like, you know, he's not the only one. And Kendra is like doing security over there. You know what I mean? Like the community is, um, you know, adapting for sure. And I think, uh, yeah, it's just been an awesome, you know, I'm just fortunate to experience this and yeah, I don't know, grow my community in that way. Yep. It's been dope. That is the answer to the question. Yeah, yeah. Has it been? It's been dope. Hell it's yeah. Been very dope. Um, yeah, I mean, we abs we absolutely miss. Uh, well, obviously, we miss being at shows and seeing you at yeah. at, at shows. Um, we absolutely miss uh, Dorchester Art Project. Yeah, um, seriously, it misses you. We, yeah, we had our yeah. we had the the our Halloween. I mean, sorry, not Halloween. Christmas. Yeah, it's our holiday, uh, Christmas last Xmas um, party, hungover holidays, whatever, hungover for the holidays uh, party in December. I think that was the last time I was at, yeah. Man, I don't even know. Was that, was, it, was that the one that the uh, semi sounds played? No, oh, that was um, one par uh, night of the Ramalama Ding Dong in yeah. July. Okay, that was okay, far out. That was an amazing set, by the way. A lot of people agreed. No, I mean, I think it's sick, man. It's like, yeah, you guys are such a part of the DAP community. I mean, because you're, you know, because you're, you know, because we're cut from the same cloth. You know what I mean? We came out of this, like, you know, independent culture. You appreciate the space and it appreciates you. And wouldn't be the same without y'all and, like, the Boston hardcore community and, like, Boston 8-bit and, like, the, you know, like the like the, the fringe electronic scenes, the cake factories, mm. you know? all that sort of like from like the DIY community, I think that's totally recognized by like the Dorchester, you know, you could call it the Dorchester DIY, just like the artists from Dorchester Mattapan, you know, who are organizing their own pop-up events all the time. Like it's really, yeah. you know, I don't, it's an incredible thing, you know, and like, honestly, you're, we're, we're all part of something bigger. And I think that we, you know, we could all stand to like learn more about, you know, our fellow artists out there, like, you know, working, working all day and then like doing their craft at night, especially, you know, the creative workforce, who's working several jobs and all that. Like, you know what I mean? I think that's, our community is like actually big and we just need to spend some time like connecting it, you know? That's why I, and that's I thought why that, I was, that was really cool. Like when we had the help, when we had the holiday bash, there was another event going on in the other room. And I noticed that there was like a flow of people checking that out, people checking the show out. It just was honestly such an amazing like intermingling of different things. Yeah, man. I think it's, yeah, exposure is, you know, the, the step towards acceptance, you know, it's like, I think it's, you know, artists have always gotten it done, you know what I mean? Like the civil rights movements, like, you know, it's always been like creative, like bold, brave people who like are committed to organizing and committing to connecting with their fellow human. Like, it's just not such a far cry from like the DIY shows. And, you know, I don't think, you know, I mean, I think, yeah, sure. Not everyone's like an angel there, you know what I mean? Like people are, you know, harsh, you know what I mean? And like, human beings like whatever um but i think that there's definitely some kinship there in terms of like the independent and the diy music and just like the social you know um the social and political like movements like up mm -hmm. yeah ab absolutely and also at dorchester art project of course people can check out all the art and oh actually you know what i just remember i was at dap um after that i have been there in 2020 I, I you know i keep like forgetting the first like couple of months of this year yeah oh yeah they're a blur i mean yeah they, everything got washed out you know right. the mask went on the fucking memory went out and, uh, <laughs> yeah well, exactly you can come by anytime I mean, we still have some uh you know, we're kind of doing some social distance, like improvements, like we were doing a little like electrical stuff and, you know, okay. we, need, you know we need cleaning, organizing, tidying. I mean, shout out to the volunteers who were there today, Evan, you know, Greg, Emma was there, you know, just like putting in the time. So if you ever want to like put in a few hours and just get out of your, um, you know, whatever the space you're stuck in, 
um, all day, um, you're, y'all are welcome to come down. I open that up to your community too. The kids like you and me podcast listeners. That's awesome. Uh, hell you. yeah. Yeah. I remember now that I also, I bought a Ramones record. Hell yeah. I remember yeah. Okay, I told you that. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And there was a Grandmaster Flash and there's a lot of awesome like vintage hip hop and punk rock stuff is yeah we're gonna get the online store going on because that's really our fucking you know that's the shit that's a good point like you guys are you're on you're you're always on point thanks for reminding yeah of course you too. i think it's a great um combination i always thought that like too that that um i've only seen it a couple instances and dap is one where i think like a record having like records you know like a record store even if it's just like a mini kind of thing is like a cool part of a, a venue but oh, it's oh just God. one yeah it's just one aspect of depth that i really like that you know it, it really is a very unique venue that's awesome man I yeah just the that. possibilities I mean, yeah, are say that. yeah i would say yeah we, we keep it like that you know right adaptable but um you know you guys should know about you guys ever know about this all about records uh no it just occurred to me that that was like in Ton, basically. It's like the Ton and Ton Rainham line, I believe. But that was like one place where I really cut my teeth because it was like 2004, and I played in this band, the Lido Venice, with my brother. And this was like before Christian's Alliance, and we had this group, Sharp Teeth. Anyway, you should totally check out all about records because it was definitely like an important DIY venue. That you know, I I don't want to put the exact time on it, but I would you know venture a guess like 03 to like at least 07. But I believe that they continued much longer even. Um, but at least that, that, that would be like a, a, a filling that sort of gap that you have in your, whatever gotcha. you're, you're like, what was happening then, you know? Yeah. Okay. So fucking, cool. Fucking yeah. Some, some suburban shit for real. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You know, we're, we're from the, we're from the burbs. Exactly, yeah. bro. Braintree mass originally, you know what I mean? So yeah. Represent right on. This is great. Um, so we we ask like everybody this, and uh, obviously you're one of the best people around here to ask. Uh, when do you think shows of uh, you know, I guess beyond just even like out something outdoor? When do you think shows will come back? Well, it's yeah, it's a good question. Honestly, it's funny. You're, you're, it's a hard one. <laughs> no, of course, of course, no. But I think that it's cool to answer just yeah. like it's asked, like exactly like it's asked like i think that it would happen this time you know it's like and i think that it's going to be a long fucking time <laughs> is what i think i think it's going to be years for real like i think it's going to keep getting pushed back um i don't fucking know man i just like mm. i don't see i don't see them being like oh yeah five person like we can still have a concert but it's only five people in the city. you know it's like yeah doesn't something's got to give and i think honestly just like the whole society like adapting to like not having shows is like more likely and you know i just think it'll be high time you know we'll we'll, we'll come back with a vengeance you know what i mean whenever right. like, there's like a vaccine or something but yeah until there's some meaningful way of like stopping this thing it's gonna be a long ass time yeah definitely settle yeah, in so that, subscribe that, to the podcast yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know if I, I saw this, and I may have been inter misinterpreting it, but on the the biweekly brain lobe newsletter, I believe I saw something that are you renting out the space to interested parties that might want to do something audio visually? Indeed. Indeed we are. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So we rented out DAP anyway. Right. So that's, you know, I'm glad you asked, honestly, you guys are so helpful helping me point out the things that will be good for a listener to know. Um, but yeah, we're renting out, we basically converted it into a streaming studio because I, we think we know that artists still need to get their, you know, their stuff out there. Um, so we just basically converted our platform to one that was safer and accommodating of the, uh, you know, the worrisome condition. Mm-hmm. So people could do whatever in that main sort of performance space. Um, the possibilities are whatever, just as it's almost as if you'd rent it out to them for the night of whatever kind of art they want to put on. They can do that same thing during these times. Yeah, 
yeah no i mean it's sick i mean i don't know if it's worth it you know we stream on twitch and we have like a good high quality video and audio stream so i think we're hoping people will take advantage of it but at the same time you know i'm not gonna lie i mean i think we're focused on other things right now and sure i hate to say i hate to say it to you guys because you're such like live music fans but um it breaks my heart in fact um but i've just been thinking about other shit (laughs) you know and I mean, definitely the protester thing, and that's like a big mass gathering. But um, I think that's why sort of like the purpose and like, you know, serving the Black Lives Matter movement and just the Black liberation, Black power movement in general, it's been, you know, essential because that's where, you know, even the artists who are performing, you know, um, are, you know are donating their money and stuff. Like, it's all about the movement and it's going to take all of us. So, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know, I guess, I guess I've been thinking about more in those terms, you know, I mean, I'm afraid that when it gets to be wintertime, it's just going to be that much harder to protest, but we will continue to protest, so. Awesome, right on, yeah. Man. yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, no, and, and uh, yeah, I definitely, I definitely hear you on that, and that, I, I think that it is, you know, it, even going back with the live stuff, it, it is tough to like, I mean, I think it's, I'm glad that you guys have that like as a open as like a service to um, with like the streaming thing, but definitely it, it is difficult to like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's difficult to like focus so much on like live music when, or even like, like the, the virtual stuff of uh, like the whatever, like virtual shows stuff that I mean I think that's cool but it is difficult to like focus on that when you know we obviously can't return to live music right now yeah it's harsh man it really is um, yeah yeah folks can find an alternative way of sort of yeah putting that good energy out there and like yeah just some, just doing some good out there if, if we could all yeah. just do a little good that would be tight yeah exactly I don't know if you saw about the burger record stuff and you know some of the other allegations that are going on with uh, underground musicians and particularly underage members of the audience oh yeah i've been following um yeah yeah just not surprising not shocking in any way um i mean it's troubling you know indeed but it's also just like you know, I don't know. I think it's uh, it's long overdue that you know people are getting called out in this way for for just like sketchy shit, sketchy bad mm-hmm. behavior, and you know what I mean. You know, there's all this de- debate about like cancel culture and stuff, but um, I don't fucking know, man. I it, you know, I don't know. I guess I could be a little bit more empathetic. Like I know that some of the bands that you were like more into, but you know, you guys. I mean, especially whatever. Yeah, Black Lips are chill and shit. You know, whatever. But like, I just I don't know. For me, it's I'm not close enough to it to to give it any love, really. And I'm just sort of seeing it as a part of the sort of wave of sort of like righteousness that I actually think is like rad, um, I got to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. No, and then the other part is... by that? I guess maybe not, not surprised, but um, I don't know. It's just it's really close to just see so many of your inspirations just, you know, be. Honestly, I can't even imagine that it was some of the folks, you know, whatever. If, yeah. If it was a label that I was more close with, dude, I just, yeah, honestly, like you really just made me think that that is, yeah, that's pretty disheartening. I feel for you. Yeah. It's that's a good way to put it. It's like this because yeah, if you ask like whether it's surprising, it's like yes and no. Um, it's definitely like it's surprising when it's like people that you know uh, that you you know or that you the the you love. Um, but as a you know as a like whole of like rock and roll culture and bands and stuff, you know it's not like totally surprising yeah. and you know it's just more upsetting and then you start to realize also it's like well okay even though you you know love some of these bands it's like you don't know those people i mean like that's the thing like you know it's like all right well what you like met them once at a show or something i don't mean that because this i don't mean to say like you know there's positive 
It's meaningful, yeah. Exactly. It's me. It's positive interact. You know, positive interactions. But then you, it's like you have to think. It's like okay, you know, what I mean, that's just one interaction or something. So it's like you always kind of. I don't know. I, I guess my bigger thing right now is like, how do we, you know, obviously, like I don't know. It's all it's like when you read this stuff, it's just so disgusting. You're like, how, you know? And I haven't heard it. I haven't heard any anything, but anyone in Boston yeah. or anything. So you know, I'm glad that but it's like how do you make sure you know obviously it's like we just want this stuff not to happen you know yeah, I mean? no no doubt like how do you make sure that you know we have really a safer and welcoming environment for people who just want to go out and have fun at a show you know i mean and be around yeah. other people like-minded people yeah man it's it's definitely brutal i mean yeah like even just that one night i don't know you guys were there at that church where we had homeboy from the black lips like his solo band play yeah yeah you know, mm-hmm. like, that's, like, this awesome photo, this great moment of, like, you know, us all together, like, hanging out after the show. Like, I know you guys are in that picture, right? Um, You know, that's just, yeah, like, yeah, incredible. So. That's just, like, an incredible moment in our lives. So it's definitely, like, fucked up to be, like, oh, like, we were, like, party to some sort of, like, you know, dude. But I think it was, like, it's more about the culture, you know what I mean? It's, like, yeah. infor- definitely unfortunate about the bands. But, you know, the bigger picture is that, you know, I think that you guys should be proud and, you know, of, you know, the sort of safe space that you cultivate like at your shows like i mean you know it's easy for me to feel safe you know as like a big cis white man but um you know i don't know just as an observer like you know you guys you know create a safe space and i think um i don't know shame on them for fucking making our culture out to be some sort of like dangerous place because we we work hard for it not to be you know we work hard for it to be a safe space sure yeah i exactly yeah Mm -hmm. Thank you. I appreciate I'm it. Mad, yeah, you know, I'm fucking pissed at those guys. You know, fuck those guys. Yep. You know, sucks that I fucking like their music. I'm like, damn it. I fucking gave that guy like 500 bucks for a show. You know, like, fuck <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, yeah I would yeah. be invigorated by the incredible people that I know that you, um, that you with, you know, you guys are, you know, you have a, you're a good judge of character. I mean, you fuck with just like the right people and like good hearted people and, uh, so yeah, you're the you're the opposite of that. Fuck them for fucking with our culture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just you know, you know, you just uh, exactly, you just kind of um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's those just are music point. fans. You know what I mean? Those yeah, are exactly. Fans. That's the yeah. I mean, that's the, like that is the thing. That, that's our family, like music fans. Yeah, like, that's just the most fucked up thing ever. Like fuck them. Yeah, that's what I think. I mean, I don't have, like just ways to make better or like more welcoming for people that would be skittish or something. I don't know. People that might not normally go to a show or something. I don't know. Brainstorming. Sure. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, you know, because that's the thing. It's like someone said, you know, brought that up to me before. It's like, okay, yeah. so like, you know, you know, like we say, as, as like as a white male, like, you know, all, all of us, it's like, you know, it's easy, easier for us to be like, yeah, I mean, we feel the show i guess it's like trying to like think through another perspective and then what it's like what can we do to can we do to make people feel welcome uh, yeah yeah (laughs) that's the that was the other part of my my sentence that's the right idea i mean it's just follow the leadership of others you know and in i mean i know there are two different issues but you know similarly you like you know in political movements and in the black lives matter movement you know like i take the i follow the leadership of black and brown voices and sure so you know much in that same way sort of when we're talking about survivors and you know fucking evil burger records you know it's like we like defer to you know what the what the closest to the pain you know you know and put them closer you know to the power and making sure that you know, whatever they want from the community at large or from whoever, you know, if, if, if we should even be having this conversation or what should come out of this conversation, I think that that would be, you know, that's our lane is, is like elevating those voices. Cause like, you know, I got the newspaper, you know, like I got, I got an awesome team, but still like I have access to this resource. You guys have your own podcast. Like we should put on, you know, not necessarily just like the survivors, but make sure that we're putting on, you know, like the, the female and the non-binary people in our life and, you know, the people of color, and you know, those most marginalized folks, because, you know, we got the platform to give, like we can correct history, even in our small, like little niche culture market, you know, um, I think we really can I think you're doing it. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. I, I, you know, and yeah, I, I do think, I will say that like, um, 
that's the thing also about reading like hearing these things and these allegations it does feel so you know foreign to me because it's like i i you know but again this is not just my own perspective or my own experience because i do think that you know like where it's you know um you guys or you know and certainly like at dap or like even with us i do feel like we do a good job but obviously i you know would want to hear exactly like you're saying from from the from the people who are most affected by it and what their perspective is so yeah, absolutely yeah i mean you want to be accessible but it doesn't make it easy for people to step up so I mean, yeah. I think, yeah, being open, but, you know, talk, uh, talking about being open, you know, and reassuring people that you do want to hear the criticisms and how to be better. I think that's right. the big part mm -hmm. of it, you know, and I think whatever you guys have that within you naturally, I would, I would think, you know, knowing yeah, the perspective they have. This is good shit. I love you guys. <laughs> love you too, man. Yeah, love you too. This is, it's, it's great talking. Um, I'm going to listen back to this just because I'm such a fan of you guys. <laughs> um, do you have any final plugs or any, you know, just you, you have a few minutes here just to any last message to get across to people that are listening or. Yeah, definitely. Well, we got this. Um, we're actually organizing a rally, the rally for black culture. and. It's actually, I mean, hopefully the authorities aren't listening, but it's secretly a show. But, you know, you can't throw a show in COVID time. So um, we're actually just, like, having entertainment as part of, like, an awesome rally, um, mm. supporting Black-owned businesses and Black-run organizations in Dorchester, but also and beyond. Um, so we're going to have some speakers and some elected officials. Um, and it's put on, I'm helping, uh, you know, DAP is helping Power to the People, which is an organization uh, started recently by a few uh, young artists from Brockton and Randolph. Um, and yeah, we're coming together to, to organize the first Power to the People rally, August 29th at Townfield Park in Dorchester. So definitely be on the lookout for that. Awesome. Definitely. All right. Cool, man. In general, follow, you know, I think even in the happenings and the compass, you know, definitely follow the compass on the, on the Instagram and, you know, follow the happenings there because we're definitely listing a lot more actions. And I think that that's where the music community could really step up is just like show their support and come out to come out to these actions. Um, and honestly, it's nice. It's nice to see people and feel safe and everyone's like masked up and using hand sanitizer and, you know, um, standing for something that we believe in. Because I think that's that's what we've always done. You know, I think it's just time to step up and maybe help help a greater cause, you know the DIY music action network, you know, is another thing. That's actually really, really cool. It's like a new, a new group I can turn you guys on to. Um, but yeah, more political action than DIY scene, right? Hell yeah. Man. Radicalize the listener of the experimental shit. I don't know. I'm just ripping. <laughs> yeah. I'm writing poetry right now. I'm doing like a poem. Open. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's late, you guys. I mean, we've been talking for two hours, I think. <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. close to it, I think. I can, <laughs> we're almost there. Who's been listening to this whole thing? I mean, thank you so much for listening. This is incredible. Yeah, no, there's yeah. definitely there's people out there that do listen to the entire <laughs> things. I don't know how they do yeah. it, but they do it. And thank you for your continued uh, support. But it wouldn't be shout out to them. Yeah, to them, yeah, but also, true. of course, to, to you, Art, and just for, for bringing a new perspective on something that's so familiar to us, but you also have your own experiences and especially your own current affairs that we definitely should be tuned into, so. Yeah, man, let's all get hip together, stay hip. You know, you guys have always been, like, two of the, two of the coolest cats around. I really appreciate you so much. Uh, likewise, Sam. Thank Thanks. You, Sam. Thanks for that. Appreciate it.